Sold Once This Week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkinson, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Join the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul, how's your weekend so far? Yeah, very good, thank you, mate. Very good. Just uh, doing a bit of relaxing on that, and I've got a bit of time off work, so uh, yeah, enjoying the weather, really, mate. It's been nice, hasn't it? So uh, yeah, all, all things are good at, at the moment in our house. Yeah, and yeah. been a bit of a coffee, coffee culture today. Couple of couple of coffees, bit of a uh, bit of cakes in certain areas. One in Wivenshaw, one in Timperley. Enjoying the enjoying the life in the in the sunshine. That's what it's all about on weekend. Yeah, it is at weekend, isn't it? I love a coffee. I dare say I'll be having one um, later on in the weekend. I know we're doing this Saturday, aren't we? So, uh, so yeah, I'll probably be having one tomorrow. And got bank holiday Monday as well, haven't we? So I'll be having one before the match on Monday somewhere, no doubt. So uh, yeah, that's what it's all about, mate. And keep, make sure you're collecting your uh, Costa Coffee points as well. But other good coffee shops are available, as you say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I said to him. Give me a Paul Whiteside. They knew what I wanted. They gave me a, a mocha and a, a cake. So your your uh, your legend is spreading far and wide. Oh, I, I like a Costa, mate. I, I must spend the bloody fortune on you know <laughs> I'm at work and that getting them in them garages from the machines. But uh, yeah, they're all good. We have to have our little pleasures in life, don't we, mate? That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Uh, so what we'll do is uh, we'll we'll look back at the, the Catalan defeat uh, and then we'll preview the game against Hull on Monday. So what we'll do, we'll start off uh, with a defeat against Catalan. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, uh, Salford were defeating at home to Catalan. They, they lost 14 points to 42, uh, Paul. Uh, obviously, the, the effort was there, the commitment was there, but Catalan had a big set of forwards, and they just ran over Salford. Yeah, they did. They, they well, they're not top of the league for nothing, are they? They're, they're a good side. They're a well-drilled side. They play to a good structure. They uh, got a good coaching, Steve Matt and Aaron, and uh, they got some class players. They had a few players out injured as well, didn't they? But uh, but no, they were they were a bit too big and strong for us, and probably a bit a bit quicker behind the ears for us as well. But I thought we gave a really good account of ourselves and. You know, um, it was fairly tight, wasn't it, at stages. There was a couple of crucial decisions that I thought went against us, particularly the Escaré sort of try, which would have got us right back into the game. So I think the fighting spirit was there. And if we'd have played like that against Lee, we probably would have wiped the floor with them. So it was a, it was a, a much improved performance, but, you know, still up to the mark and it defeats a defeat, but was encouraged by it. that performance is something to, to, to build on. Yeah, we were missing our big boppers. No Seb, no uh, Pauly Pauly, no... Uh, Liam off us on muscle policy because he's retired. So, you know, it wasn't really a fair fight. But we did have forwards there who worked hard and grafted. Uh, and you've got to obviously praise their efforts like Jack Almondroyd, uh, Greg Burke. You know, obviously playing against bigger bigger forwards, they got the work cut out. But they did. They gave everything that they could. They did. And yeah, and you can add to that list as well with James Greenwood and, uh, and Jack Wells, can't you? I think Jack's dislocated his, uh, his knee, hasn't he? So he... He's out for a while with that, so we might not see him, but maybe for the rest of the season, I'm not too sure. But they're two big hitters for us as well. So, so yeah, they, they've got they're huge, and they've got some big outside backs as well. But no, I thought I thought we did okay. You know, you look at their half backs. I mean, they've got James Maloney and Josh Drinkwater. They're probably two of the best half backs in the league. So we changed it round again and, and swapped our half backs round and, and, and made some changes. But uh, but yeah, going 16 0 down after after a good good opening to the game. 
you know, that was, uh, you know, a bit of a blow, that really. They, they picked us off where we three three tries and uh, 16 points. Now, we did get a, a good try through Harvey Lovett, though. I thought that was a well-worked try, that, you know, nice short ball from, from Tuil Oliveira. And Harvey Lovett, you know, he's progressing every week, isn't he? He's a really good player. And 16-6, you're, uh, you're, you're not back in the game, but you, you've got a foot over it. But then we conceded a bit of a soft try to Sam Cassiano right on half time you know nobody seemed to want to tackle him he's that big yeah. <laughs> going to that ball there didn't he and uh, no one was going to stop him so 22-6 at half time we were staring down the barrel a bit really wasn't we but you know, got back into the game in the early stages of the second half I thought yeah we, we gave we gave everything off obviously the, the disallowed try uh, from Escari big moment in the game for me uh, Paul because obviously the try was disallowed and then they went they went up the other end and got a penalty which just edged him away and you know moments like people talk about sort of how you know moments change games and I thought that was one of them yeah I think so yeah it was 22 10 when it started when I got that try uh, Michael McLaurin had been simbined as well for the Dragons for an eye tackle so Eskari you know lovely dummy and I thought it was a super try that there was anything wrong with that really and, you know to, if we'd have kicked the goal from that that's 22 points to 16 you're right back in the game actually it was an eight point turnaround Catalan's going on the other end and, and kick a penalty goal 24-10 totally takes the sting out of us then Tom Davis got that try it was good night at Vienna at 30 points to 10 so yeah it's fine margins sometimes isn't it and I thought you know Catalans were pretty clinical they took their chances when they got them really didn't they and uh, you know Sam Tompkins clever player I thought Throughout the game, it was a, a tale of two fullbacks, really. Tompkins and Escaray. I thought they both played really well. Um, Escaray grabbed the headlines through his attacking sort of play. Um, but I thought his defence left a bit to be desired at times. Um, he had his pocket picked by Tompkins, but from that high kick and out of position for a few of the tries. But there's no doubt about it. He's a very, very exciting player and he's very, very quick. And he gave us a bit of a... He gave Catalans problems all night, didn't he, going forward? So, uh, But yeah, they got another try, 36-10 and... Uh, it was uh, it was a defeat then for us. Yeah, Richard Marshall uh, obviously mentioned about Morgan Escarly and says that he was you know impressed with what he saw. He said he's a long term project at Salford, which kind of gives me the impression that he's got plans uh, for this season and beyond, which is which is a good thing. Obviously, we've got options at fullback, and obviously he might be one of them uh, for season the next season and beyond. He's a good player, Rob. He's a special player. I mean, there's not many quicker than him. You know, when he sort of, he glides along out wide and looks for that gap, looks for that gap on the edge and then he gets that gap and he's away. And there's not many players can do that. So it's just the, it's just the defence for me. He can get exposed a bit in defence and if he can improve that and tighten up, because people can, people can improve and work on the game, work on his position and no play. You know, we had a player called Nia Levels who's, who's a fantastic player, but he worked on parts of his game. There's parts of his game where he wasn't quite right, positional play and defensive stuff and under the eyeball, and he worked on it and got himself better. So if Morgan Escaray can do the same thing, he can uh, he can be a really good player for us because he's got that X factor, he's got that thing about him. And I think we look a better side when he plays at fullback, to be honest with you. So, uh, so yeah, it'd, it'd be good to see him stay in the side because he's. He's a player that you know fans are going to warm to because he does the does the good stuff. So uh, so yeah, I think just just keep working hard. I think he'll get better. Yep, I spoke to Richard Marshall after the game, uh, and this we had to say. Coach's corner. All right, Ricky, it's Rob. Hi, Rob. Defeat tonight against Catalan Dragons. Talk us through it. Yeah, it's from the outside, it looks like a, a pretty hefty defeat. From the inside, internally, I think we made some inroads with the ball. I thought we made some inroads with the way we played and and our general attitude was a lot better. And it had to be because we, we were awful against Lee. 
And, uh, and I think we needed a response. I think we got that. Uh, if you were at the game, I think you'd be happy with with the performance from from our from the Salford players today. Um, listen, we got beat. We're disappointed. We can and should have played better, certainly defensively. But I thought with the ball, we, we were really good. Yeah, the first half we struggled to make inroads. We really missed our big boppers like Seb Polipoli and Lee Mossop against a big Catalan pack. Yeah, you know, we've got young Jack o, Jack Almeroyd and, 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 and JJ and we're not the biggest, but they've got some heart, they've got some ticker and they looked after each other. Andy Ackers was in the mix again. Um, we, we're copping a few bumps and bruises at the moment. The players are nowhere near 100% fit and, and they're putting their hands up every week and, uh, and they'll be doing it again on Monday. Uh, if, if we can, we've not really got anyone to come back, probably a couple of players... There might be some positional changes just to freshen things up. But, um, yeah, I, I, I was proud uh, of the efforts today as, as, as head coach of this club. Yeah, on a positive note, when we did get in within striking distance, we looked dangerous. Yeah, we did. We, we did. And, and we, we had two tries disallowed. I'll have to look at them. I thought we, we were at least one of them was OK. Um, yeah, we, and we, we had one opportunity in. In the you know in the first half took that uh, yeah and I thought Morgan was was good on the end of our plays too he was decent in the halves and Chris Atkin and and I thought yeah we just we just didn't have the size uh, or, or the power and but I thought we had the the resilience and, and the skill level I thought we, we I thought our skill level more than matched the Catalans today yeah the second half started brightly disallowed try by Morgan Escalade but then obviously a penalty from them on the next set that was the, the killer moment in the game for me. Yeah, yeah, discipline again. It raised its ugly head. Um, yeah, and I, I thought we took a few poor options where we kicked early a couple of times, and that you know that that's something that in the context of the game we want to really absorb the ball and keep the ball for as long as we can when we've been under the pump. Um, but yeah, there was far more positives tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not downbeaten at all, and I think Monday we'll have a, have a real good go at Hull. What's the injury situation? Uh, like if he got there, lots of anybody's coming back or uh, just sort of plastering a few up for Monday I'm hopeful uh, Kev will be okay he just couldn't back up uh, Atta should be okay uh, he just wasn't selected this week um, uh, Joe Burgess uh, we've got young Nathan Roebuck who's not played Matt Costello we've got a load of backs and very little forwards I don't think Seb will make this one uh, he's still nursing a broken hand and Paul, he's been isolating. He will be back in, but he's not up to speed at the moment. Um, Andy Acker's come off with a neck injury, and uh, and Avi Lovett, just a bit of a, a bit of a slight knock. Um, Ryan Lang's got a bit of a knock on his knee, so we'll just have to see. Yeah, hold on, Monday, a real test after tonight's physical encounter. Yeah, two a very similar team to Catalans. They play very direct. They've got a big pack. Uh, obviously, they've got Jake Connor and Max Need pulling the strings. So. Uh, yeah, we, we won't have to do a lot of, of, of preview because we'll just look at where we can improve on on this on this game this evening. The players aren't too down in there. Uh, listen, we're not over the moon by any stretch of the imagination, but we're not too deep. So that was Richard Marshall talking himself after the game, Paul, and he said he was happy with the effort. Uh, he, he thinks that, you know, Solfer made inroads into that Catalan uh, defence and he got a response, which is what he wanted after the lead defeat. Yeah, sometimes in sport, Rob, you've got to hold your hand up and say you've been beaten by the better side. And I think Catalans are the bigger and better team. You know, they're better than us. 
And no matter how hard we tried, we probably wouldn't have won that game because they were just too good for us. So you've just got to accept that sometimes and and move on. As I said before, the top of the table, you know, they've got a real good chance of getting to the grand final and maybe even winning the Super League. You know, they're playing that well. So uh, obviously St. Helens and Warrington and one or two of the other sides will, will have a say in that. But you know, they've got a real good chance of finishing top now. So um, they're not there for you know on 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 luck are they there because they've been one of the most consistent sides this season. So Rich has every right to be um, you know a bit a bit more sort of upbeat about that because the league game was was very very poor, wasn't it? So that's the, the response that he wanted. Obviously he didn't win the game, but got something to build on now with another home game coming up and a, some good performances in there as well and something for him to to work with. You should have asked him about Kristen and his um, American football <laughs> pass. Because that was one of the highlights of the night for me. They just chucked that ball. He, he threw that like it was a piece of paper, didn't he? He just seemed to just launch it. So uh, he's a he's a he's a special player. He does some 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 amazing stuff. Yeah, he, he also mentioned the lack of size in his squad, uh, but he was happy with the effort and commitment shown. And that's in games like that, Paul. That is what matters to us supporters. Obviously, we watch the games, and sometimes if you are outclassed, you just want to see players running the blood to water. And I thought we got that uh, against Callum. Yeah, well, I thought I didn't think there was there were certain players who I thought played played pretty well and improved. I thought Danny Addy was really really poor against Lee. I think I said that on the podcast, but I thought he worked really hard against Catalan mm. and uh, had a hand in a couple of the tries and showed a lot of improvement. So you can only ask for that, you know, if players improve and, and, and give the heart and soul. That's all you can ask him. And another guy who's who I'm really enjoying watching this season, Sam Luckley. I thought he'd come off the bench again, very aggressive. And every time I watch him, he looks, seems to get better and better and picks little things up on his game. So he's going to be, you know, with the pre-season behind him in this close season, I think he's going to be a real, real good player next season. Uh, there's other players as well. Avi Lovett, as I say, every week seems to get better. He's, he's, a, he's a good player for us. So we've got, we've got some good players, some talent in that squad. And it's just about looking after it now. And, you know, it's this season, things haven't gone right for us, have they? And we, we've not, obviously, we're probably not going to finish the playoffs. I don't think we can now, mathematically. So it's one of those seasons where it's not gone right. But we've got things to work on, I think, there. There's a foundation to build on and, and make 2022 a really good season for us. So I don't think, you know, there's nothing to be downheartened about, really, for me. I think there's, there's definitely something to work with at Salford. Yeah, attacking-wise, we were better as well. Uh, two tries were disallowed. Escaré was very good. Uh, but obviously, you know, we, we have got elements we do need to improve on in that area. But it was a step forward from from Lee in a few weeks uh, previous. Yeah, I think penalties again. I thought the penalty count, I'm not too sure what it was. It was quite a high one again. It seems to concede a lot. And I mean, if you had the six to goals in that, because, you know in times gone by a six to go would have been a penalty wouldn't it so you had those on as well so that's something we need to tighten up on I think tighten up around the rook I think that the, the sport does in general in this country if you watch the NRL a lot cleaner around the rook so I think that's something referees and coaches need to work on in close season because make the sport a better spectacle so something we need to work on as well obviously We've had a lot of players simbing this season, haven't we, for high tackles and things like that. Is that something they need to work on in training? You know, tackling technique and things like that. So there's stuff they can work on there in a close season and, uh, you know, learn from mistakes and, and, and learn from that and, and make it better in the, in the next season. Yeah, looking at the stats, uh, Sam Luckley, uh, 27 tackles, Andy Ackers, 33 tackles, Ryan Lannan, 32 tackles, Danny Addy, 30 tackles, Oliver Roberts, 28 tackles, and Jack Armoroy, 29. Forwards working hard, uh, but obviously against bigger units, uh, you're having to do more tackles. Yeah, they did. I thought they did work hard. They had, they had a lot to do there, and um, 
you know, they, they never waved the white flag, did they? They kept on going to the end of the game. As I said before, Sam Luckley impressed with him when he came off the bench. You know, he's not played massive minutes, but in the minutes he has played, he's, he's worked his socks off there and, and tackled really well. And you can see that when the lad comes off the pitch. Same with Jack Armour. I think he's he's improved over the season. Um, Johnson, Josh Johnson, I think he's doing really well. He's progressing and no, not, not the biggest forward in the world, but he's one of them that works his socks off as well. Greg Burke, I thought, came in at, at loose forward, did a good job. So, you know, the, the on-loan lad, Ellis Robson, looks a promising player. Um, we'll be able to keep him for next season. There's rumours flying about him that he might be doing. So that would be good. He's a local lad as well. So, yeah, I think there was a lot of efforts there from the forwards. I think uh, Andy Ackers, you know, he, he put in a good shift as well. Yeah, your top meter makers, Ryan Lannan with 80, uh, Ascali with 100, Kensey 131, Inu with 143 and Josh Johnson with 66. Ryan Lannan, 80 metres going forward, 32 tackles. What a shift he put in. Yeah, he worked hard, Ryan Lannan. Yeah, that's what you want, you know, from uh, from your forwards. And, um, you know, he's a, he's a player that's been at the club a while now, isn't he? Anyway, he had a bit of time away at Ulkaar, but... He's probably one of the more senior players, or he will be soon. So, yeah, it's good to see him putting a good shift in. And he's a talented kid, Ryan Lannan, as well. We know that he can uh, can do some good things. He's just got to keep working on his game and, and be consistent. You know, he needs to be consistently on that side every week, doesn't he? So, but no, he put a good shift in on Thursday night. Yeah, big thanks for your three-word match reports. Man of the matches, Stuart Smart, better attack. Uh, his man of the match was Escarly. Ricky P and his dogs in sale. Can't blame ref. Uh, Williams, Rick. Rick Andrew, new season please, Escarle. Natural fullback, who knew? Obviously, a lot of people talking about Escarle. Uh, Richard Martin, need a bigger pack. Williams, Mark, better than Sunday, uh, Escarle. Colin Reynolds, better team effort, Escarle. Chris Sanders, bring back Kukash, don't think so. Um, Alistair Ward, effort, effort and points. Um, I got. I said free consolation pies because they were giving away free pies at the end. I think they made too many, uh, Paul. It's all about, like I said before, opportunity club gives opportunities. Yeah, that's right. Who said bring back Kukash? Um, Chris Sanders. What's he going to do? Get in the pack? Come on. I think we'll let, him, we'll let him go to Lee, eh? That sounds like that a That ship sailed, hasn't it, now? <laughs> he was cheering for Lee the other day. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. But yeah, Morgan Escray getting some... Um, some uh, plaudits there, wasn't he? And uh, as I said, yeah, it's funny really what the eye sees. I mean, people tend to remember the flamboyant stuff, don't they, in the tries, but I, I thought his defence was a bit iffy, but it shows what I know. Uh, but no, you look at things both ways, don't you, as, as a full-back. It's a, full-back's a, probably one of the toughest gigs as a rugby league player, isn't it, full-back and lose forward. You, you're doing attack work, you need it on attack, but also you're the last line of defence as well, aren't you? So it's probably the most important position on the pitch. Yeah, and he's got pace as well. He's got pace and he go and he's got nows as well uh, going going forward. I noticed every time we, we kicked off, he was kind of like supporting the first runner, just in case you know they found a, a space for him to go through. So it's little things like that that, that, that you notice and you know if, if he continues to, to score tries and make chances, then obviously Richard Marshall will be happy. Uh, David Deakin did deserve that. His man of the match was Escarle. Uh, Stephen Doyle, not big enough. Escarle. Uh, Mike Woodbridge, need bigger props. Obviously, we, we talked about uh, our lack of uh, big forwards, but the forwards did work hard. Natalie Taylor, scoreline flattered them. Uh, her, sorry, her man of the match was Lannan. Uh, Jess, West, Jess West, much better performance. Uh, Sargentson, uh, David Snape, big improvement. Um, Scarre, John Haynes, Morgan, out, outstanding performance. Sam Richardson, need big falls. We talked about our lack of uh, big boppers, but they're all injured. Can't do anything about that. 
Uh, Roy Ellaby bullied entire match. I don't say we were bullied, uh, Paul. I just think, obviously, they've got big forwards. We've got a pack there who are mobile uh, rather than uh, big powerhouses. And obviously, we watched a game uh, with the, I think it was under 16s against the, the Welsh under 16s. And the Welsh were were a big set of all big set of lads, and the tactic was to move them, move them around the field, and and our academy managed to do that. But unfortunately, our first team didn't manage to do it against Catalans, and that's why it ended up with the uh, the score it did. Yeah, yeah, the, it's something that just pops into my head. Then there's something we talk about boxing all the time, Go and um, there's a debate that I've had that a few of us have had when we're when we're chatting, and um, we are, one of my mates said to me the other week, Paul said. What wins, speed or power? And I, I'd say in boxing, I'd say speed every time. But I'll ask you this question now, rugby league: What wins, speed or power? What do you reckon? Power. I think. I think speed. You can go sideways speed. I think what it is, really, you need to burst the line, don't you? Whether that's creative, creating space, or running over somebody, the initial bursting of their line, however you do it, is the is the key, isn't it? So I think for me, you need you need power more over speed because you can burst the line. It's just about supporting the runner then, isn't it? You don't necessarily have to be fast. You just need to get bodies around the ball, um, like Saints, because they're, they're magical at that. That's why Saints play the settlements way because they, they kind of cover the ball, don't they? So when people do offload, it usually hands, it lands in a settlements uh, set of hands and that's why they're famous for doing what they do. What, what do you think? Yeah, I think, well, rugby league and boxing is totally different. I think in boxing, I go speed mm. because your power comes from the speed. You know, the quicker you do something, the more the power it gains, doesn't it? But mm. I think in rugby league, it's a tough one. It's a 50-50 one, isn't it, really? I mean, you need that pace, don't you, out wide. You've not got that pace when the ball goes out wide. You're not going to get anywhere. But I always think that it, in rugby league, you need the power first. You need the forwards to lay that platform for you to allow you to play. You yeah. hear people say it in the crowd all the time, oh, move the ball, let the ball do the work, you know, throw, fan the ball that way. But you can't do that until you've got in a position to do that. You yeah. can't do that in your own 20. You've got to let those forwards get that, that platform for you and build the platform. And um, so I, I think power in, in rugby league is probably just about edges it. Yeah, I think in boxing as well, it's a different story because obviously you can be speed, but you you actually need to knock the person out or at least hurt them, don't you? You can be sort of super fast and just dance around them, sort of jabbing them, but if they're not getting hurt, it doesn't really work. Yeah, that's, there's all sorts of scenarios. I think it's it's a 50-50 one, isn't it? It depends on the situation, doesn't it, in the person, I think. And it's the same with rugby league with the teams and that. So you, you could have you could have an argument for both, I think. But it's a good debate. So we were, were chatting about it and there's always pros and cons to everything, I suppose, isn't there? But, uh, but yeah, it's a tough question. I'll put it out to listeners. What they yeah. think? Yeah, if our listeners want to, want to reply to us on, on the on the Twitter or the Facebook and, and let us know, we can, uh, we'll have a talk about it next week on the next podcast. But that sounds like a good idea. Um so, yeah, so big thanks for all your, your three-word match reports and the matches. Just before we start talking about the Hull game, uh, Paul, uh, they announced the return of the reserves uh, for the 2022 season. Uh, good news, uh, obviously, it gives opportunity for, for other players and young players uh, to play at the highest level and, and obviously gives uh, the sport a bit of a boost. Well, it certainly does, yeah. It, it allows fringe players and players who are not playing to to get game time, doesn't it? Where you don't have to fire them out on loan. I know Conor Aspie's gone back on loan. Has he gone to Witness? Mm. I think if memory serves me right. And 
I am not so too keen on that. And I, I know other you know coaches like it. You get experience in in that league or whatever. But I prefer players to be in house and and playing for Salford. So so I'd rather have that reserve. Good when you've got players coming back from injuries as well. You can you can bed them in. You can work on things as well. So I I always thought the A team was great when we had the A team years ago. And I think you know, sport needs that. You, you can't just have a. You need a, a depth, don't you? You know, a squad depth. And I think we fell foul of that, haven't we? A few times recently where we've not had the depth in, in, in our squad when players have got injured and things like that. So I don't know how it's going to work for us. Are we going to have a bigger squad? We'd have to do, really, if you're going to play reserve games as well. Work is it going to be a joint reserves thing? I'm not too sure. But I think every club should have to have a reserve grade. You, you need it. You need a reserve grade. You need an academy. You need a player pathway. And once we've all got that, I think the sport will be much, much better. Yeah, there's going to be under-18s academy competition as well, running in alternate weeks. So that's a good idea. Uh, how that affects us, like I say, we'll have to wait and see. But I think it's going to be great. Obviously, we, we're building a pathway for our youngsters coming through. So I'm sure we'll be looking into that likes of uh, Danny Barton, uh, Paul Rowley, Paul Trainer will be trying to plot that into our development. And it's going to be uh, interesting to see how that how that goes in the next uh, you know months and years. Because obviously, we talk about bringing our own through, don't we? And, and becoming a, a, a club that can can progress through the, the junior ranks and, and the players who will go through that journey uh, will want to play Salford, you know, first team for Salford. It gives them an extra, you know, incentive on it to, to push themselves. Because obviously we don't particularly like it when players, kids come through and then have to go uh, to another club to, to take that final step. So having this reserve team in place and also hopefully under 18s Academy, if we can get one, if we can't, then it's one of the things we've got a reserve team there uh, for them to be able to go through that process and obviously make the first team uh, in you know a couple of years time or whatever. Yeah, that's right. That's right. As I said before, I think I think you need that. It needs to be there. It's, it's support for the for the club. You can't just be running with the bare bones, can you? Not if you want to compete at the top level in Super League. So, yeah, we need to get those foundations in place, don't we? And it's good to see that, that, that that's happening. But I just think for the sport on the whole, you, you must lose lots and lots of young players, you know, when the, you've not got those pathways there, players must drift off and go and do other things and that. So a lot of youngsters must drop out of the game and you're losing a real pool of talent and a pool of players. So, so yeah, let's let's hope all the clubs, you know, not in the top flight and championship as well, we all get those foundations in our clubs and uh, start making our sport great. Yeah. So let's, uh, now we've talked about the defeat against Catalan, let's look forward to the whole game on Monday. <laughs> It's time on the double So, Salford at home to Hull, Bank Holiday Monday. Paul, opportunity bounce back after the Catalan defeat. Yes, it certainly is. It's, it's going to be a tough game, you know, Hull. Decent side. I think they're a side that tend to underachieve an awful lot. You know, every year there's a big fanfare with them in there and they've signed this player, that player, the other player. It never seems to work out for them. I know this season's been a bit of an up and down one for them. They had a good result in the whole derby a couple of weeks ago. Then they lost to Castleford the other night, didn't they, at home? So they're on the back of that. They, they're just outside the playoff places at the moment. I think they're in eighth place. So there's them, Hull Kingston Rovers, Castleford all trying to battle to get in that top six, aren't they? So they've still got a chance if they, if they win matches. So they're going to be wanting to come to Salford and, and turn us over, aren't they? They're desperate for the points, as we should be as well. 
Um, they've got some players to look out for. I know they've got one or two injuries. Josh Reynolds isn't playing at the moment, is he? The marks need is the is the go-to man for them. I think uh, Jake Connor as well has been their uh, sort of talisman, hasn't he? He's, um, every time they're on the television, he always seems to impress. So they've got some good players. Scott Taylor as well, you know, former uh, Salford player. So it's going to be a difficult one, I think. Difficult game. You never know what you're going to get with Hull, really, for me. They're a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde team, aren't they? But we've only met them once this season. They give us a bit of a towel, didn't they, in, in round two. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a game we can win, though, Rob. I really do. I think Hull have got vulnerabilities and, and, and we need to exploit them. Yeah, real opportunity for us, obviously. Hull chasing that playoff spot. They'll be fired up for it. Richard Marshall and the players know the season's coming to an end, but, you know, Coming up against these teams, we've got something to play for. Uh, you've got to li- you've got to lift your game. You don't want to be a kind of a stepping stone for their playoff push. If you can go out there and, and unsettle them and, and and play well, it gives you confidence that obviously when the when the, the chips are down, we can go up and perform. And that's the most important thing. Obviously, this stage of the season and coming into next season, it's about playing under pressure and this, this pressure will build against Horn and other teams we have to play uh, in the future. Uh, and don't forget. Players are going to be playing for contracts. They're going to play looking forward to next year. Uh, so you've got that motivation as well. So I'm sure the players and Richard Marshall will be looking at the games to come, Paul, and think, you know, let's get into them and see where we can go. The season's, is it four games to go or something like five games to go? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if we can win a few of them, it uh, improves our win percentage ratio. Uh, and that can only be a good thing. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think you want to support us as well. I mean, it's important you're at your home on on Bank Holiday Monday. You need to play well for your, for your own supporters who've um, you know stuck by you. So yeah, we we've got four games left now. We've got Hull on Monday. We've got Cass at the Magic Weekend. Then we've got Warrington away and Saints at home. Um, I'm presuming they're not going to play the postponed games. Those games that got postponed for COVID it doesn't look like that. Nothing's been mentioned. They're going to replay them. So I just presume it's these four, and then uh, and then that's it. Job done. So, um, so yeah, the, the, the games that we've got are tough games, aren't they? You look at Cassie's going to be a tough game. And then the Warrington and Saints game is going to be difficult there. Jostling for uh, sort of top three spots, aren't they? So, Hull are going to be tough. There's no doubt about that. But I, I think they're, they're a side that, that can be beaten. It's up to us to go out there and, and, and stick to our game plan and, 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 and perform. You know, they've got a decent pack of forwards, as, as like Catalan had. So, we need to find a way around that. We need to stay in that arm wrestle. We need to build pressure. And when we get the chance, we need to uh, we need to execute our plays and, and, and score points. Don't it makes it sound easy that, but that's what we need to do. We need to build it on on Monday, and I think I think we can turn Hull over. I don't I don't see any uh, any problem there, and that I think we've got the players to do it. You know, you look at our outside backs. We've got an exciting back line there. I think Joe Burgess is coming back into the side as well, so he could possibly play. Uh, when you look at the backs, you know, Co and, and Williams, you've got two real top wingers and Burgess as well. Um, it's about giving those guys service. So, again, will Richard Marshall change his half-backs? I mean, we played Kevin Brown and Higaro against Lee. We played Tui and Atkin against um, Catalans. I'd like to see Chris Atkin stay in there. I think he's probably the best half-back at the club, or one of the most creative players at the club. I think he's got to stay there. Uh, for me, I'd, keep, I'd probably keep Tui there and, and keep Morgan at, at full-back. I think I'd keep it the same, the back line. Um, I don't think it was a million miles off. We created... Quite a bit on on Thursday night, didn't we? So I think you know, let's let's keep that the same bit of continuity. Uh, give us a score prediction for the game. Sixteen twelve to Salford. Sixteen twelve. Give us a bit of story behind it. Um. Oh, who's going to score? Um, I was going to say Armand Roy, but he got one the other week, didn't he? <laughs> 
I still right. want Sam Walkley to score. Sam's not scored yet, has he? So uh, I, w- I wanted to score at the Magic Weekend, though, because he's a Geordie lad, so we'll save his, his glory story for the, for, for the Magic Weekend. Uh, who could we go for? 16-12. Um, I'm going to say a Christian Inu masterclass. Right. He'll kick, kick all the goals and uh, score a couple of tries. Yeah, I'm going to go Salford 30, um, Hull 10, and I'm going Dan Sargentson. Uh, hat-trick mm. Salford so hopefully that's what's going to happen Paul and uh, we'll be celebrating uh, come Monday night yeah I think we'll take any sort of win won't we Robbie it's important for me now I think if I was Richard Marshall I'd be saying to the players look we're not going to make the top six you know we can't make that now but you're looking at the league table we can still finish above Wakefield and Huddersfield and obviously Lee as well. So it's, it's important now that we, we keep in touch with those t- sides around. Let's finish above Huddersfield and Wakefield. And that's not a disastrous season, is it? So, uh, yeah, let's just finish as high as we can. Get as many points as we can on that percentage thing. And uh, I think we'll go into the close season then and, and build for 2022. Yeah, big thanks to you this week's uh, Devil Detail podcast, Arrow Paxson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITDSRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, Spotify, and YouTube. See you next week. Ha, 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 ha.